also racists can't tell between types of brown. So it's mm-hmm. just like, real talk. are you brown? Mm-hmm. You are going to do a racism. Um, and so it was just kind of like, <laughs> I'm so excited to go to the first, like, I want to play this game. And like, you know, when you're playing, no matter what level you're playing, it takes like a shit ton of mental energy. Mm-hmm. But like all of these gymnastics of like, okay, so how do I compartmentalize these really shitty things? discriminatory things that people are saying that are making me feel like I don't belong on the golf course and I shouldn't be here. There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health. Hey y'all, it's Brad. Thanks for subscribing to the show. This episode with Maya Reddy is such a good one, such a good conversation, but I want to give you a heads up. You will hear some glitching in the audio. We're not entirely sure what that's about. Could not edit it out, but in the event, you have questions, you missed something, something was unclear at all. Hit us up on Instagram at group golf therapy, get into our DMS, follow us, follow Maya, tell your friends and mind your golf. All right, so Maya, tell us a hidden talent of yours. What is a hidden talent? I am really good at binge watching TV. Oh yeah. What are you currently watching? Well, during finals, I, (laughs) my girlfriend is gonna kill me for talking about this show because I won't stop. But I was introduced to 911 and 911 Lone Star, and then proceeded to watch the entirety of both shows in a week and a half during finals. That is how many talent. episodes? How many episodes was that? Um, it was three seasons, four seasons of 911, and two seasons of 911 Lone Star. So, like around fifty, I would say. That's- so that's involved. Are we talking 20 minute episodes or 45 minute episodes? 45 minute episodes. Oh yeah, this ABC prime time. They don't, they don't skimp on minutes. They don't mess around, I guess. Four long dramas all day. We also decided to watch all of Law & Order SVU during quarantine. Aren't there like 20 something seasons yes. of that show? Season 10 is the most chaotic one because it's just camp. Like. He just had the best one-liners. There was like an episode about exotic animals, which made literally no sense. Tiger. Yeah. Uh, John Mulaney, of all people, has a great Law & Order SVU bit in his stand-up where he talks about the perpetual confusion of Ice-T and him constantly trying to figure things out in real time. It's excellent. Um, and and for you as a wobble, <laughs> and for you, Maya, as a as a law student, SVU must be excellent practice, very realistic. Oh yeah, there was points during the semester where I was like, did I read that in my casebook or did I watch it on? Oh, and I fully made that mistake in my seminars, and I was like, I am so sorry a lot of Law & Order SVU. <laughs> Students that subscribe to the show, let us know in the comments or run into this binge-watching Grey's Anatomy while you're inside of your patient. Or scrubs. <laughs> you Does your patient actually have a fistula or are you just Anna Bailey? We, these are the important questions. What about, like, it's all, my dog is licking her asshole right now. Um, just thought that I would throw that in there right now. That's going Dope. behind the wall too. <laughs> Dope. Uh, <laughs> what a Patreon. Only fans. GGT only fans. Only pups. <laughs> only paws. So Maya, where are you at with your golf right now? I know y'all just got back from a five iron golf session. Um, your swing is delicious. Your swing is like enviable i covet it um what where's where are you at with your golf right now uh 
trying to get back. Um, I like during the school year, I don't have as time to go play. And then I was like realizing, cause like for the entirety of my life, I've just studied and played golf. And so now I'm like not playing golf as much. And I've been realizing that like my brain is not working as well. And I'm like, I just miss going to the course. So I've been trying to kind of like early, I just keep sleeping in. But my plan is to wake up early and go to the range, which Brad helping me figure out what range is close to Philly I can go to. Um, mm. yeah. um, but that was like also last week and then I was here and then it was five iron and tattoos and, and we planned a day y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, trying to get, I definitely, I don't know, especially while open last week and Megha like crushing it. I was like, look at this Indian queen. I, mm -hmm. I, I too miss playing that. And now I'm just like, okay, I got to get back into just for my get back into like, whatever my competitive shape was just for fun. Motion to uh, transition the, the group golf therapy Instagram account to a mega Gane Stan account. Yeah, anyone? Agree. Granted. Second. All right. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yes. Yep. Excellent. No hesitation for me whatsoever. Okay. This is. <laughs> you are on the maiden voyage of this podcast. I'm really. You are. Excited. You are. Patient zero. You are. Guest zero. Ooh. We're, we're testing out all kinds of things on the show today. Um, I'm excited. I do. I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that I'm, thank you I'm, for being up your home. You're welcome. Um, Y'all will see the video later after we we've uploaded everything, but we're inside right now in Philadelphia and I it looks beautiful for the record. It looks industrial. It's all Sam. I am not allowed to do Well, that's a lie has better interior design capabilities than I do. I just tend to put like all of my Star Wars and comic book prints up on the wall. Of which there are quite Those a few. are worthy. Those are worthy. Yeah. And so it's, it's just like, like we're not going to let this look like a college dorm room. Let me just let me just take over here. We're just yeah, like yeah. we'll we even it out. We'll, yeah. It just won't be all <laughs> like Star Wars shit. What's your favorite piece of like Maya? <laughs> Ooh. She's gonna go grab that. Oh, okay. This next level. <laughs> Trooper helmet. Whoa! Can you wear it? Yeah. You don't have to, but can you? Oh my goodness! I mean, we um, have our thumbnail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love to see it. That's outstanding. There's there's a ton of memorabilia, paraphernalia. Um, I mounted. I have three lightsabers because I'm me. <laughs> okay, what's what's the what's the best color lightsaber? I, I have to go classic blue. Mm. I have a blue lightsaber. The Kenobi. The Kenobi. The Kenobi. The Kenobi. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. I'm into fair that. answer. Fair play to you. Um, okay. Next question. The slowest transition of all time. <laughs> Tell us about with Athlete Ally. Yeah. Um, okay. So Athlete Ally, like I got involved a little bit with them when I was an undergrad. Um, they do these campus chapters, which is really dope. And um, a set I came out in undergrad, I was like, wait, how do you and play golf um, and also be a person of color? There's not a lot of visibility there. And this was around, mm. you know, um, I think it was around the Sochi Olympics. So there's like this huge campaign to essentially, I think it was called Principle Six, um, like create inclusion and support for queer athletes and queer fans. Um, because famously Russia is like, no, 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 LGBTQs don't exist. Um, 
And so I remember seeing like, wait, this is really amazing and golf doesn't have that. And so I really wanted to be involved, but it wasn't until I started playing professional, I became more involved with Athlete Ally. Um, so basically long story short, I was like, okay, these people that this organization is doing is making me feel less alone as like a mm. queer athlete. And it's like showing me that there's a community, there's support out there, but there isn't a, like, there isn't the same thing happening in golf. It's like, we have Billie Jean King and um, Serena Williams talking about like gender equity um, and POC inclusion. And then you have like Megan Rapino, you have Gus Kenworthy and like all of these folks in other sports, but that just like didn't exist in golf. And wait, this is bullshit. Like why, mm -hmm. like why is there this huge gap? Um, and so that, okay, like I really want to be more involved with this. And it kind of like got to the point where I was saying a lot of discrimination for like the intersections of identities. And like, that's when I had to take a step back but I am very stubborn and like I was like okay I don't want this just to be the end like how can I like it feels really important to turn this into something positive like how do I anger and this like hurt and do something positive with it and mm. I ended up kind of like um working with through I was living in LA at the time and I went to this really uh this house party that throwing and met a bunch of really cool people um, and then ended up meeting their um, policy director and Lieberman and they are this incredible um, partner uh, and yeah have just essentially kind of like gone from and have been involved with just being vocal LGBTQ inclusion um, working on policy conversations, um, and it all led me to law school where I was like, this is all cool and amazing. Like, I want to do more with it. And there's so much more that can be done in terms of like policy formation and litigation and things like that. And then also when you have your name, people t tend to take you a little bit more seriously. Um, right. and, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like like long story short although i feel like that must have been longer than i thought it was no you answered like three of our questions <laughs> all in one like <laughs> that's really it's really striking to me for a number of reasons but you know most notably i think it's like you know golf is such an individual game right it's my score my ball my shot my experience on the golf course and i think it's it's a very noble and very interesting of you to take a negative individual experience that you had playing golf and say, I'm not going to let this stop just me. I'm going to turn this into empowerment for others, for other people to, to see representation in the game. Can you identify like what that process was like from, from taking your individual experience in golf feeling discriminated against and turning that into action? Like wh where was that moment for you? Uh, after a lot of therapy, honestly, um, I, I had, I've had a lot of traumatic experiences with golf. Um, in my undergrad, my college coach uh, had a lot of fun abusing me uh, mentally and emotionally. Um, and so Kind of turning pro was this way of me reclaiming um golf for my and which was amazing and regrets and i think i definitely know like like after going through a lot of therapy and still being in therapy therapy is amazing um i was like okay this bad thing happened but i don't find me like I don't want it to control me so how do I reclaim this like how do I you know take power back from it and you know do something positive because I mean like even with um my situation um it's like one of those things where it's like 
okay, like I'm still dealing with a lot of PTSD from that and which Brad and I have talked about a lot. Um, and it sucks. Like it's still really painful. There's this part where it's like, I don't want to be old by it, even though like I will be living with it. Um, so how do I reclaim it? How do I take some more power back over it? Um, and that it's, you know, wanting to recreate this relationship so defined by these negative experiences. Um, and honestly, it's like the three of you guys, I was talking to Brad about this, but like meeting the three of you guys and like watching the stuff that you guys are doing for golf and just like making it inclusive, like having these honest and like open conversations and like having fun with the game, like has me re-fall in love with golf and be like, wait, it doesn't have serious like it's just a fucking game where we're trying stupid at the end of the day it's like this fall <laughs> into like like what um and we want to do less strokes like why not do more strokes <laughs> how like every other game is played we want to do the most your golf is like do the least do the absolute least um, <laughs> yeah it's like it's if that is an Amer a, a metaphor for American capitalist efficiency, I don't know what is. <laughs> do the least. Do the Please least. Do less. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think like this sport and a lot of sports have like this culture that's really, really shitty and exclusionary and like reclaiming that and, and kind of doing the stuff that you guys are doing has been like so much fun and like so accessible and like know it's been awesome we share um we and lovingly tossed out the phrase this morning while we were at mm -hmm. five iron because we were just we weren't playing well you know we Not were doing all. the absolute most at, mm -hmm. at tory pines this morning uh from philadelphia but we share a similar experience we're treated by our college coaches yeah. and for me I completely fell out of love with the game. Yeah. Like I distanced mm. myself completely. And I grew up in a town that has a public course in it. So like going to work every morning, I'd drive past the course. Coming home every day, I'd, I'd drive past the course. Um, my dad, but he's like, yo, let's go to the range. And I'm like, I don't think I'm ready. I don't yeah. like, I, and it, it really, it, years. it took me years. And that was a time I was not in therapy. So mm. I could have benefited from having someone yeah. um, when we're talking 2011 to therapy was there was still a stigma about therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think even in, in 2021, there still might be. But mm -hmm. certainly back then, like I, I didn't have the agency to express that to anyone. Yeah. And I was embarrassed. Like, you feel a way that your coach says the n-word on the golf course like come on man she's just joking be that as it being the only person of color within a you know three mile radius of this place i feel some kind of way about that yeah. and because i felt like i was alone well i was you know like yeah who do you talk to yeah you're supposed to do in that situation i didn't know yeah. I mean, like, I, it took me years, like, I'm still, I think this is the first year where I've been able to really, like, talk about and, like, really dive into what happened with my coach, um, and this was, like, six years ago, and it's, like, even with, like, a shit ton of therapy, and, like, there isn't a lot of, there aren't a lot of conversations about the different forms of abuse that can happen in like coach athlete relationships mm -hmm. and like you know like the u.s gymnastics like simone biles like all of that group of like amazing athletes shed light on like you know some of the abuse that yeah. can happen and yeah. like i think that's huge and so important and i think opened up the doors for me to be like, oh shit, like abuse forms and like, mm -hmm. you know, like the shit that, you know, 
even if it's not physical abuse, that doesn't make it any less harmful right. or less, you know, like traumatizing and like having, yeah, but it's like hard because we don't talk about it. And yeah. so it's like, where do you go to like different type of scar? Yeah. It's like, it's art. Yeah. Like it's something that like it, I can hear things that my coach was saying to me, you know, and like, mm a better relationship with those feelings now, mm -hmm. but you know, you, you don't stuff. You don't, right. um, it's in your nervous system, you know? Um, every time you step one, yeah. it replays. Every time mm. you're at the range, every time you look at your clubs, yeah. like, <laughs> we jokingly mm. say that the metric of success on this show is is tears. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to happen this on this yeah. episode. We're just going to throw that out yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> but it's nice to sit with someone yeah. and share that experience. And yeah, it's been I I recently kind of like come to terms with the fact that like. I do have PTSD from it and it feels processed because it's like, normally when you think you're like, okay, these very, for a long time, it was like uh, soldiers that come back from war, um, victims of like, you know, horrific physical violence or sexual violence. Hmm. And so I have had like, I'm like, no, this is like, it's not that, like, it can't be that. Right. And, like kind of coming to terms and like being able to talk about it with somebody who had a similar experience where it's like, I don't know, there, there hasn't been shame or pressure to like make it something that it isn't or kind of downplay it, which has been really huge. Yeah. Also, I recently got an email that was like, hey, want to say good things about 2012 when went to nationals for the first time and i'm like lol remember when you guys did the absolute least and only kind of started talking to me and my family when you were afraid that legal action would be taken mm. and, I was like, and they're like also give us more money please yeah always yeah. always it's yeah. the text it's like hey Maya, this is so and so from like cmc would you like to donate money and i'm like I'm sorry, I'm busy buying avocado toast, so I can't own a house. So sorry, I don't have extra income right now. Uh, I'm sorry you yeah. haven't uh, housed or taught me lately. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, I think, I think the one thing, even like Brad was kind of talking about it earlier, too, with the stigmas around therapy and, you know, maybe having, like, imposter syndrome for PTSD, it's like, you don't need to be you know have a severe mental illness to benefit from therapy you know you can be doing good and therapy can take you to grades um and that's kind of how i look at it and even like uh, we have a, a group text for uh group golf therapy us three and you know sometimes it's like you know sometimes after a good session we'll send a group chat and, and talk about like kind of recap how how much better we feel after getting something off our chest or you know like I didn't really want to go today, but we still went and, and uh, it's, you know, it really benefited me. So I think that just mm -hmm. moving the stigma of like, you don't even need to be in a dark spot in your life in order to, you know, see a benefit from it. It's things can be going well, uh, you know, things can be good. And, and just being able to talk to someone that is unbiased and, you know, doesn't really have any stake in your life personally is, is just such a huge thing that, uh, you know, we're hoping to kind of put that message out into the world through this show yeah yeah how do you think therapy could have my intervened dog. my dog i'm so sorry she is going she's going to town cora cora she's rain it in now. she's being sweet to me now she wasn't having it earlier she is she's very particular <laughs> um I'll leave it at that right. uh, so so after graduation turning pro there well like so you you were an all-american yeah three you years were, in a row That's she was great. a really 
It's not so like, like, yeah. She wasn't like me. Three, you know what I'm saying, right? It wasn't like Brad, Connor, and Drew bringing up the five-man spot on the D3 right. college we golf team. Yeah. We were the scores that got dropped every tournament. Yes. <laughs> oh, 90? Good. Hey, great 90, Connor. Uh, we're not yeah. right. Sorry. Good try, bud. We're going to put your scorecard on the fridge. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, okay. Three-time All-American to pro. What was that timeline? And how could therapy have uh, intervened in that? Yeah. Yeah. That, on, along that timeline. Well, so when I went to undergrad, I was like, I want to work in the film industry. And so that's all. And, like, I still want to have my film industry and luckily I have like a lot of friends that are like writers and producers and stuff like that so I'm just like living vicariously through them um but yeah I graduated I worked for night and day pictures um with this amazing producer Michael Royf uh for like nine months and it was really fun we worked on this like wild thriller called Sleepwalker in which I truly played every single role behind the scenes. I was like, I don't know payroll. Like, why are you putting me on this? Help. <laughs> um, but I remember watching the US Open that and being like, damn, like I miss this. Like I, mm. like I feel like I have unfinished business from the horrible experience I had my senior year, wanted to reclaim that. And I was just like, wait, could go pro and so i remember talking to my like old swing coach being like hey do you think i could do this and then you know he was like yeah like you just it's gonna take a lot of hard work and i was like fuck it like if not now when don't want to regret not going for this um and so it was like end of 2014 and i turned pro and i played on the Cactus Tour, what's now called the National Women's Golf Association. Um, so like the two big mini tours in women's golf. Um, and then uh, did Q School, got status on the Symmetra Tour. But like all during this time, there was like like microaggressions to like flat mm. out like describe. And I mean like 100% this was emboldened. Like I was playing pro during the ramp up to the 2016 election. So like everybody was mm. like time to be our worst selves. Mm. Um, Crawling out of the woodwork to be an asshole. Yeah. Well, I was like, I feel so blessed to be here. Um, mm. But I had tournament directors kind of like in the same way you were talking about with coach who would say like the N word and be like, it's a joke. Like there, I had- And then try and tell you how to feel about exactly. it. Exactly. Like mm. oh, are you going to tell me, like, I can't offensively? Right. I'm the nigga. Like, what are you? Mm. <laughs> but yeah, like, I had, you know, like, on the first tee, say shit like that, like, um, you know, homophobic things, things about immigrants. And I'm like, that is my parents. Um, you know, like, Islamic. Like, you know, I'm not Muslim. However, like I have close family, like also racists can't tell between types of brown. So mm -hmm. it's just like, real talk. are you brown? Mm -hmm. We're going to do a racism. Um, and so it was just kind of like, <laughs> I'm so excited to go to the first, like I want to play this game. And like, you know, when you're playing, no matter what level you're playing, it takes like a shit ton of mental energy. Mm -hmm. But like all of these gymnastics of like, okay, so how do I, compartmentalize these really shitty things discriminatory things that people are saying that are making me feel like i don't belong on the golf course and i shouldn't be here and be able to like go and play like mm -hmm. at all and it was like it it wasn't that was kind of like that was the big reason why i was like you know i i can't do this like i had a breakdown and I definitely know I had a therapist during the time, like it would have helped to process through everything and not necessarily mm -hmm. to help compartment. 
but to just be like, okay, like, how do I process this? Kind of like understand where my head is at. Kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, um, mm. And like, and I had to therapy then was going to this like mental coach, which I think is a load of horseshit. Like just go to a fucking therapist. Like you get to a mental coach. You need a therapist. <laughs> She's like, claim to fame. Like what? It was like providing. Visualize, calm yourself down, Got and it. I'm like, mm. I don't know. Maybe if you could, dog. Hi. <gasps> Hi, puppy. Hi, friends. Oh, that's much better than my dog, Murphy. I love you. Therapy dogs. That's right. <laughs> For all. That's the platform I want to run on. But yeah, I mean, like, Love it. it was like a lot of visualization, a lot of like, I don't know, I was explaining it to my partner. Like, it kind of sounds like Nexium, that cult, the sex. I'm like, oh, damn. And then I was like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I cannot watch this documentary now because it's too close. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So the mental coach was basically like, <clears throat> Maya, numb yourself, grit mm -hmm. through the, the pain of this compounding interest and just go visualize your next tee shot. And in the, in the moment when you're hearing that, are you processing that as ridiculous or are you, are you still struggling with coming to terms with like, what is going on? I took a face value. I mean, like my mm. coach at the time, essentially like. I have this, I'm laughing about it now because that's how I like shitty things, but, <laughs> um, but humor I, as a defense mechanism. Comedy. Let's just lean in today <laughs> until we cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a crazy ex-girlfriend. It's a sexy French depression. Uh, it, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, had a lot of toxic coaches, like from abusive to just like various forms of toxicity. And like, I had a coach who was basically like, you're not playing well because you're not playing 18 holes a day. And I'm like, okay, so like, I'm not performing well in my tournaments because I'm not working hard enough. And so I got it in my head that it was like, I just need to work hard enough. I need to work harder, harder, harder. And like, that's not how things work. Mm -hmm. But when I saw this mental coach, I was like, okay, like I just need to work harder. I just need to do everything that he's saying. Um, and I'm going to be good. Like then I'm going mm -hmm. to get to that point. So not how it works. It's not how it works. It's like not not at all. I'm, I'm happy that you said that. Um, now I'm going to say in, in this NBA season, don't know how many NBA fans we have out there, but um, players like Kevin Durant, players like Kyrie Irving, uh, Draymond Green, they talk about how important mental health is and not just like you need somebody to talk to. They advocate for therapy because it's not enough to just work your way through it. Yeah. Your brain is attached to your body. If you, if you are experiencing trauma, it's going yeah. somehow. And if mm -hmm. you're going to perform at a high level, that's got to be clear. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. focus on hitting a draw past these bunk, hitting softly on the screen. If I have playing in the back of my head and I can hear my coach along with every word, it's not, it doesn't work that way. And, like and now I have a relationship with Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> No, they took juicy from you. No, <laughs> from me, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I feel that's like fucked that's up. So cool about and amazing about what Naomi just did, where she was like, mm -hmm. like being taking a stand about you know, like being honest about her depression, which I think is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, and then hey, like okay, you're gonna find me and threaten me of this major like i don't care like deuces what yeah it's right. like what's more important is my mental health and 
I don't know. It's like we don't like you're saying, like we don't have those conversations in sports as we need to. Yes. Yeah. Like all of the pseudoscience bullshit of like your mental coach, like work harder. And it's like literally you just need a therapist. Just go to therapy. Right. And, you know, obviously gets into a much deeper conversation about how athletes are treated in general as pieces of meat, as money makers for sponsors, for ticket merchants, for et cetera, right? Um, I did want to ask you as well about the, the economics of playing professional golf at the Symmetra Tour level, right? Like there's, what was that, what was that pressure like to, to compound with the the sort of mental and emotional stresses that you were going through? Yeah. So unfortunately it had my kind of mental and emotional break. Um, it kind of, I stepped away before I was able to play any events, which like oh, wow. is a thing that haunts me, um, a mm. bit. Um, and, uh, but that being said, no money in women's golf and i have good friends like um demi runas who's been playing for seven years uh on the symmetra tour she's like phenomenal um but i have you know friends like her and like other friends who talk about the financial pressure of playing it's like, not only are there entry fees especially on, um the mini tours but you have your travel costs um, you know, in the events where you need a caddy, you also have to pay mm -hmm. your caddy. Um, and then, you know, there's also this pressure of getting sponsors to kind of like help cover those costs. And what's really frustrating about sponsorships is one, there aren't that many. And two, there's like such a specific image of a female golfer that's out there. And for a while, and literally like say that there's nothing bad with like any person embracing their sexuality and just kind of like doing that's everybody's right um and that's boring and when it almost seems in golf like now with like Instagram and the way that women and and female golf influencers are talked about that it's not a self their kind of like owning of their sexuality and kind of like who they are and more of like this positioning like, okay how are they sexy in relation to what like the dudes want mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and so like i felt a lot of that pressure where it's like yourself marketable to the fan base of golf which typically is dudes and when you're like a queer woman of color who is like has no interest answer which again nothing against influencers like it's hard to hard to find that trip money and like hard to go after that and it's like a whole other in addition to like what you're playing and like work right and it's just like i don't know sad because like i know a lot of girls who also have like trust in that um but are also phenomenal golfers yeah. and aren't seeing the same kind of like support as you know like other folks who are kind of like you know embracing that kind of part of um you know like golf culture ability and things like that um which sucks and like mm -hmm. i mean obviously to go after influencers or like because again it's like people get to be people they get yeah to be get it how you live it like get it how you live it like do I, your thing. I mentioned this on another podcast where the host asked me we're trying to shift the golf culture to a more accepting place for people but what do we do about the influencers a all over our timelines mm -hmm. and i i did my best to i said look go off you know if you if you have it get your money what we do what we won't do is allow discrimination um the stairs the treatment all of it mm -hmm. despite that 
Mm-hmm. Go off. Show your body. Do your thing. To treat you as less than because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, that's just not how it works. Right. It works. And it's also like, you know, is not like these, right? Like the issue is the culture itself. Yes. And so it's like, right. how is the sport, yep. how are the viewers and fans? treating these women and i think that's the issue because it's like yeah like you're saying it's like you have folks like maria sharapova in tennis who like athlete and also you know like embraced her sexuality and it's like that's dope like you know people contain all of these things you get to do both yeah you get to do both and it's like you know um i'm friends Mm -hmm. with tishra is like a huge golf commentator now and i don't know how she does her trick shots and it's like very frustrating when she does mind that. bending black magic it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. i think i get worse at golf by watching her videos i know i'm like wait how did you do that that's not human but yeah like tisha's a phenomenal golfer we play together and like i mean she's doing great things for the sport and like, I think that the ways, like, I don't know. I, I just think it's bullshit to go after folks for mm-hmm. being influencers, for being sexy, for embracing their sexuality. Because, yeah, you can be both. You can do both. Yeah. I mean, I mean isn't, that the, isn't that the problem with, like, the, the golf society or society as a whole? That whenever there's a problem, you blame the person. It's like, well, it's this person's fault that they were sexually assaulted because of what they were wearing. That's, like, the same the same lines of, of thinking. It's like, well, it's it's their fault for for ruining the game by by showing what they want to show or, or dressing how they want to dress or acting how they want to act like you, you can't blame the people for doing you know living their life how they want to live it uh, you just need to uplift the other voices to let them know that, that that's not the only way to, to be able to to exist in this world so hey y'all this is brad and connor andrew we wanted to take a quick second and thank you for listening It truly means a lot to us, and we want you to know that you're loved and you're welcomed here. And if you ever need a listening ear, to vent, or just to talk to somebody who cares, we want to remind you that group golf therapy is a safe space. Our DMs are always open, at group golf therapy on Instagram. Hit them straight, and mind your golf. And it doesn't even take a ton of creative energy to be able to do that. It doesn't take... No. Not with Instagram and social take, media. Like, right. It doesn't take an act of Congress for some to see Amaya Reddy. Yo, she has a lot of good things to say. She mm-hmm. has great ideas. Let's get the train behind Maya because she is going to change our. And the primary way that I hope to do is um, establish myself as the spokesperson the country of Genovia Um, and so the next try to qualify for the US Open I would prefer to have the Genovian flag and a gift basket of pears pears only only pears yeah yeah I Um, love it let's sign let's get the petition going for that Mm -hmm. Um, we'll circulate that yeah I I think it's the only competitive golfer from Genovia you get exemption yes exactly Right. All of the opens. So and I think automatic Olympic qualification exactly. as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Automatic. I, right. See you yeah. in Tokyo. Let's get the the frequent flyer miles <laughs> together. We'll pull That's right. them. Um there there's a way. <laughs> yeah. I think to right. to your point earlier though, Maya, like about certain players being really, really talented and not having the interest or the skill set to necessarily market themselves or chase sponsorships, it addresses a much bigger point that like golf, despite it being on its face value is not a meritocracy and it, it doesn't necessarily matter how good you are at the game to succeed on a, on a super high level. And so whenever, whenever I see, the word meritocracy being thrown around in the comments section, comparing men's golf to women's golf, my blood fucking boils because it's just not, it's just, you're facing so many more barriers on so many different levels 
than any man has to on any tour professionally or in, on any circuit. And when you're supported by a cadre of hedonistic, bigoted, sexualizing assholes, that's gonna that's gonna manifest in very real ways. Yeah, I mean, like it's interesting too. I mean, like I think you and I about this how in everybody in golf says grow the game, but what does that actually mean? And you see, you know, like away, you know, going after these non-golfers to make golf cool, which I, you know, is dope. And who are the folks that they are talking to? It's like, what's it, Colton from The Bachelor. And... Yeah. Okay. Moment of pause. <laughs> <just snickering>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's kind of like, okay, if you really want to grow the game, you really want this to be a meritocracy, then you talk about like that. It literally, like, I mean, we played this morning how good either of us were like that simulator fucked us in the ass um (laughs) but i mean i think that's what's so fun about the game it's like every shot is a challenge it doesn't i mean like people are like oh my god everybody's hitting it far on tour right now it's like okay cool bryson can hit the ball and that doesn't really matter because it's all about like how you finish at the green and so you have Mm -hmm. look at the women's like the lpga and you have folks like Lexi crushing the ball, hitting it really far. I can't remember who it was who was like averaging 300 yards um, at Olympic. But those, you know, it's like the folks who are finishing high, who are winning tournaments, aren't necessarily the ones that are hitting it super far. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that's like the cool thing about golf. It like really doesn't it matter. It really doesn't. It really doesn't matter. And it's like the fact that people are presenting it as if it does matter. I mean, like Haley Davidson, who is the first uh, trans woman to win a professional golf tournament, and like talk a lot. And she was like, "Hey, well, I'm getting comments of people being like, she's just going to blow it out of the wall." Know, trans women are going to be dominating the sport and it's like what like complete because it doesn't matter how far your yardages are like at the end of the day you know like um Haley sent me I think she just posted on Instagram I can't remember the like she posted a picture of an LPGA player's stock yardages and um they Is were I don't think it might have been Mel, Mel, but like way mm. further than it. And it's like, okay, like, what is this argument? Like, it makes no sense. And then you take it a step further and it's, why are you discriminating against like people of color? Like, why are mm-hmm. you discriminating against queer folks? Because it doesn't matter. It's like, how many three putts do you have? And right. that's what... Sh- should exclude you from the sport. I'm right. just kidding. But um, <laughs> Five Iron was handing out three. We three had, <laughs> we had to, so there's a there's an option where you can put. You can just automatic, not ten feet or thirty feet or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Five Iron was generously handing out three and four putts. Uh, so it, just yeah. passing so out three putt vouchers. Like, on every right. goal. <laughs> right. Brad and I are not allowed to play golf because back. we three putted far too much this morning on it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't you know. You've been ejected. We've been ejected. We've been, yeah. RIP us. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's like, and with exclusion in golf is like, I don't know. It's like the the good old boys club, right? Like it's like this kind of aesthetic and. Mm-hmm. That siren is. Y'all are in Philly, right? (laughs) Is Angela Bassett? Is she coming? I hope so. (laughs) It's a it's a motorcade with Angela Bassett. Oh my god! I love that. Would love that so much. Um, Watch nine one one only on Fox. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh oh. 
Connor, you've been flagged. Last night, um, Google also. I think you're on an FBI watch list, man. We just got to figure out what's going on. Oh, no. Bye. We were editing the doc to set today, and Google Docs was just not having Google Docs saw saw Connor log in and just absolutely the fuck not. No. (laughs) Was like, you're allowed to talk about golf. The internet was like, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Big tech took you out, Connor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm back, though. I'm back. Come along, right, too. Let's, uh, like, do not let's, enter. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to some of the, so let's move on to some of the fun questions here. Yeah, yeah Rick. I feel, I feel like my, you've almost answered the, the mortal wound question that, uh, that we talked about. So I guess we can, let's... Let's move into some of the uh, the fun the fun questions of our mm-hmm. show. Um, what uh, like so? Obviously, golf has has been, or uh, maybe will continue to be. Hopefully not, uh, but a traumatic place at times. Where did you find uh, like a happy place outside of golf, um, especially when you were doing it professionally for for like your living? Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm as evidenced by the fact that I held up a fucking clone trooper helmet. Um, it was on your head. Not just was, held up. Yeah. Right. You donned I, it. I, I'm Captain <laughs> Rex um, on The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. Um, <laughs> so, huge. I was living in San Diego. Uh, living in until I came to Philly for law school. But um, there 12 years I went to comic-con every and so like when I was living in city even better because I didn't have to deal you know like I could just go to my apartment and all of my friends like stayed with me but um it's kind of like losing myself in like this nerddom and like having fun with comics and uh Star Wars stuff and it's kind of like an inner child thing just get to have fun and get lost in like this i don't know like modern mythology if that you yeah. call it that um you definitely can yeah yeah vibe <laughs> comic like, is so much fun. it's so fun one of so- my best friend um works has worked on uh riverdale and sabrina um it's Whoa. like really cool like he's very very cool uh every time we go to and we always go together and we're just like chaotic like we call it party con because that's all it is at this point um the last time we were 19 we both literally started crying when we saw peppa pig which like i don't know what that was, but we were like oh my god it's peppa i literally lost my mind um I did not see that coming. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like, sing to us! Sing yeah. to us now! <laughs> Do you know how to whistle? Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, like, you know, we always try to get into the Entertainment Weekly, like, and it's like our whole thing. Um, but, yeah, that's one. I, there are probably other places I found joy, but, like, comes to mind because I miss Comic-Con a lot, although what mm. a COVID hazard. <laughs> yeah, truly. Oh, that's outstanding. Peppa. Peppa. This happy. Big Peppa energy. Big Peppa energy. Big, big P-E. Um, <laughs> Maya, what are, what are some moments on the golf course that you have found joy in recurring moments or moments that you experience currently when you when you play golf when you have the time uh, crushing drives although that didn't happen the five iron because the tees were too tall they were just oh. the tees everybody mm. thinks that with a golf on like a drive it needs to be really tall but what they don't know is that if it's too tall then you just hit the top of the face mm-hmm. which was what was happening to me today i love hitting it far and like my like my driving average is around 80 and so i've been like wanting to get it up to 300 like 
for the longest time, and it's just so satisfying when you get it. She's like that. Let me tell you all from personal experience. She's like that. Al drove me every time. Not even, not even close. And then I became obsessed with actually hitting the fucking golf ball. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was so enthralled with watching her hit a driver today that I was letting her hit my tee shots. I was like, that's huge. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please. Too tall, and I just kept popping it in the face you at did, one point did. it's just a, it was a whole thing <laughs> that's not a good look but yeah, it's not. swing away champ <laughs> but yeah i, I feel Full like time. yeah i was yeah. so just hitting high nasty bombs is is yeah. your joyous moment on a golf course one of my team had um she <laughs> We we were like the we had like the squad of Asians on the golf team, and so which was great because we'd always be like we after every practice, um, because that's the option. Um, and then when you're out in the Inland Empire in California, you get to go and have like a swath of like great um, Asian restaurants. Uh, plug for the Inland Empire. I use, where is that? Inland Empire. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, we'd always like yell at each other across the course and just call, like if somebody bombed a drive, we'd be like, Sai bomb! Because there was also <laughs> this place called Sushi Campus where every Thursday night it was like dollar or $5 sake bombs. And so- That's dangerous. Yeah. That is dangerous. That's dangerous. It was, it was. I did, I do have hidden out albums on Facebook called like, Hashtag 2011 blackout. Oh, blackout <laughs> oh yeah, that's got to be archived. Yeah. Courtesy of Sushi Cruise. <laughs> the Facebook photo album was an underrated era. Yeah. It, it, Agree. No, not at all. Like, I would look forward to a weekend with friends and then Sunday night post that yep. that photo album. Just, I wanted just to... 70 photos with a recap of the weekend. Yes. Just instantly. Mm-hmm. Instant download from the phone. It's just a random quote from someone like that not everyone caught, but just the title yep. of the, the photo yep. album. Yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, RIP Facebook. What is the hardest time you have ever laughed on the golf course? Hmm. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so our home course in, I don't, I don't think it still exists because I'm pretty sure the last time I was there, they were like, we're going to demolish this and build houses or like apartments. <laughs> but our home course in undergrad was Empire Lakes. Um, on the back nine, it was like 16, 17, and 18 were like backed up to rubber factory. And so it smelled it was horrible it's mm. like you you're like bracing around to get to that stretch of holes and you're like this is hell on earth like what is even happening how do i play golf without breathing it's just like i think every single time we got to that part of course it was just like so ludicrous that literally it was just us trying not to breathe the entire time <laughs> and like that's impossible when you're playing a sport and i feel like that's I don't know if I've laughed the hardest at that time, but it was the most ludicrous, the most ridiculous, most yeah. absurd part. Of <laughs> that my that experience might have made you a better golfer. It, it reminds <laughs> me of like high altitude marathon training. Right. You're just like <laughs> you're you just no channeling problem. focus to to hit that golf shot <laughs> without like, breathing. Or like that the Wim Hof method, which I only know because mm. I watched the Goop yep, TV yep. show on Netflix, which is. Uh don't watch it sober and it's fun uh, <laughs> that's all i have to say about that a uh, possible goop. plug for sponsor group golf therapy sponsored yeah. by goop. by goop 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 golf therapy goop. Goop. Connor. i mean i'll change the name yeah. for that. <laughs> shout out Gwyneth paltrow we love you queen GP. <laughs> um, um wow. final question drew hit us uh, where do we want to go? Where do we want? To, let's go with let's go with Maya. You are Maya. Maya. Uh, what is your theme song? 
if you would have one as either like a batter music or just in life? Um, okay, so for a long time, my walkout music was Doses by Cherub, and I would have fun with it because I would be like, Dosas and Mimosas, and then I would ah. um, <laughs> Very good. Um, it could also be Dosas. Ooh. I love that. I um but i feel like now it has to be too much by carly ray mm. Mm. i don't think i know that one but i Show i know what i'm listening to as soon as we hang up right be the outro music on it's, this, on this right. episode. <laughs> yeah we'll flip that sample <laughs> right yeah that says too much fully just because of the song that's a theme song if I've, that is the definition mm -hmm. yeah. so all of our guests from here on out if you have that level that is forever your theme song mm -hmm. if it's on your body permanently that's new standard new standard yeah. yeah you might you might love that song but do you live it every day right is it a part of your mm -hmm. organ system mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> in the body exactly that's right that's right <laughs> y'all this was so much fun yeah thank you for it's are you better. kidding me it's like, even better getting to do it in person this is would be better to do it in person with all three of you you know yeah. one day one day we're gonna we're gonna outfit a van with a therapist couch and yes. take group golf therapy on the road for in-person podcasts with everybody once the world is safe yep. we're, we're ready to go yeah. You're invited. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Down. Down. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. Say no more. Road tripping. From the bottom of our collective heart, Maya, thank you so much. This this was a a meaningful chat. Of course. We covered a lot of ground. Um and we look forward to more conversations in the future. Yes. Truly. No, and thank you for everything that you guys are doing. Like it's I I mean, seriously, it's made such a huge difference in me kind of in love with the sport and like creating a new relationship with golf and just seeing and knowing that you guys are out there and like these honest conversations and mm. like making it fun, inclusive and fun. I feel like the fun part is like the best part about it. But yeah, so thank you. That's really kind. Yeah, Maya, before we, we um... before we kick you out of here. Where can the people find you? And is there anything that you want to plug? Um, well, my dog. Got something she wants to plug. Cora. Okay. She's Not just about doing something. Um, Cora's like, I got something. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm the avatar, bitch. <laughs> um, can I come say hi? Okay. You, <laughs> unre not related to my dog. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Maya S. Ready, um, and then on Twitter at Maya Ready. And then, um, well, it, we are, Brad and I are on a panel today called Open for Pride, LGBTQ community in golf. Um, and we're actually recording it, so we're going to post it up at later. But we have a really cool group of people, Brad, myself, um, Haley Davidson, uh, we have Shane Diamond, who is one of the folks that made Changing the Game happen. Mm -hmm. um, Documentary we, on Hulu, check it out. So great, it's really fantastic. Um, Suzanne Ford um, from San Francisco Pride. Uh, but yeah, and like a lot of cool, like Billie Jean King shouted us out, which is kind of insane. I still have nuts from that. Like, yeah, we're on well. Literal Billie Jean King. The goat. The goat. Yeah, like what? The the goat. The goat. I can't believe y'all are like up and functioning. I would I would be on the floor. Catatonic. We're about to eat a shit. Yeah, that'll help yeah. to ground us quickly. <laughs> right. Pre <laughs> yeah, pre panel ice cream is always a good move. <laughs> uh, look out for that panel. But yeah, that's that's it. Also, um, just you know, donate to Genovia's COVID relief fund. Um, you know, we're really over there um, in the fact that we're not getting 
notice uh, a lot of attention in the global market. Um, Biden just bought 500 million doses of the COVID mm. to give internationally. And I really think that some of them should go to Genovia. Mm. Mm -hmm. That the Genovian people have those vaccines because you can get out in the world. Frankly, Genovia keeps getting snubbed by the US and it is not a good look for our international relations it really, it writ really large. It not good. Free Genovia. Free Genovia. Mind your golf. First episode of the official group golf therapy podcast in the books. Yay. We've done it. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. <laughs> Where are the checks, Joe? <laughs> Send oh, the check, fire, up, fire up that uh, applause. Oh, yeah. We're going to clap out of here. We love you, folks.